0: Judges, chapter 2, verse 6. Let's read together. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left its possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110, which is a good age, and they buried him in the land he had been allocated at Timnath-Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, and they served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshipping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and the images of Ashtoreth. This made the Lord burn with anger against Israel, so he handed them over to raiders who stole their possessions, He turned them over to their enemies all around, and they were no longer able to resist them. Every time Israel went out to the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he had warned. And the people were in great distress. And then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshipping other gods. How quickly they turned from the path of their ancestors, who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge over Israel, He was with the judge and rescued the people from their enemies throughout the judge's lifetime. For the Lord took pity on the people who were burdened by oppression and suffering. But when the judge died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. When the judges died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. They went after other gods, serving and worshipping them. And they refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. And so the Lord burned with anger against Israel. He said, because these people have violated my covenant, which I made with their ancestors and ignored my commands, I will no longer drive out the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. I did this to test Israel, to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord as their ancestors did. That's why the Lord left these nations in place. He didn't quickly drive them out or allow Joshua to conquer them all. These are the nations that the Lord left in the land to test the Israelites, those who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. These are the nations, the Philistines, those living under the five Philistine rulers, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians and the Hivites living in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal to lebo hamath uh, from mount balhamon to Lebo hamath these people were left to test the israelites to see whether they would obey the commands of the lord had given to their ancestors through moses so the people of israel lived among the canaanites hittites Amorites, perizzites hivites and jebusites and they intermarried with them israelite sons intermarried their daughters or married their daughters and israelite daughters were given in marriage to their sons and the israelites Serve their gods. If you guys remember last week we, we left the Israelites at the end of the book of Judges, and everything was looking really good. Uh, the, the people were agreeing, we're not gonna forsake God, we're going to we're gonna do the right thing, we're not gonna chase after these other gods. And when Judges picks up the story, it seems like everything's going well. Joshua is there, and, and it tells us that they obeyed the Lord all the time while Joshua was alive. And also while the elders who were alive, uh, who had seen the great things that God had done, they, these guys had all seen God's incredible power. They knew how good God is. They knew his character. But unfortunately, Judges isn't a good story book. It's a good book with a good story. But, but it's a sad thing that happens because a new generation arrives, and, and it's a bunch of people who don't know God, who don't acknowledge God. Time and again in Judges, we hear the phrase, they did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord and how God, as a result, hands them over to their enemies. Life had settled down. They probably got used to to living a comfortable life. They were the conquerors. They were the ones who had taken the land. They had moved in and they completely forgot that it was God. had made all of this possible and so what they did is they started worshipping the local baals they uh they they abandoned the god who had saved them from egypt and they worshiped the gods of the surrounding peoples they stopped worshipping the god who had rescued them we're not given details on exactly why they would go for baal but um maybe we can piece something together because if we think about the Baals of this part of the world they were this this was an agricultural society these these were people who relied on animals and, and and plants to grow and and the Baals were agricultural kind of gods so, so Baal and literally the god Baal there were many Baals, but the one called Baal uh, he was a he was a god responsible for rain they thought and and responsible for well for also fertility and Part of the fertility part involved temple prostitution. And you know, these people, they were just they were drawn in by this whole mix of we want to get our crops done, and you know, this is this this seems like such a nice idea. And they wanted gods who would look after them, and it didn't help that these gods, well, these gods offered all sorts of incentives and horrible things. These people were sacrificing children to their gods. They were mutilating people for their gods. Why did they do this? Because everyone around them was saying, if you make the gods happy, then they will give you what you want. You will be successful. You know, the sad thing is that Israel was meant to be a nation of priests, a a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. And they end up by chapter 2, of judges looking exactly like everyone else. And it makes me wonder what people see when they look at us, when they look at us Christians and us as a church. Do do they see us looking exactly like everyone else? Do they see us trusting that God is enough? Do they see us relying on God? Do they see us just like themselves, if not maybe a little bit more hypocritical? How many of us worship at the same altars as everyone else in this world? You know, the altars of success, of sex, of money, of family, of a big house, of looking good. How many of us think that deep down our real security lies in what we can do? How many of us would be like the rich young man in Jesus' story who, who, when asked, you know, give everything up and follow me, would walk away sad going, I'm not sure I can do that because if I can let go of everything, who am I? You know, here in, in Judges, the story of Judges is a story of Israel doing that time and time again. And it's a story of God's anger. God gets angry. Now, I, I, I struggle when people reject me. Uh, I think we all do. And I, and I think it's often because of our own insecurities. But that's not why God gets emotional with the Israelites. He gets angry because he loves these people so much, because he's committed to them. I mean, this was meant to be a monogamous relationship with Israel connected and related only to God. And they were out there committing spiritual adultery, and and true love does not allow for that. And so God punishes them and sends in these raiders. And, And the aim of that isn't, you know, you know, bash them. The aim of that is to get them to realize how much they need Him. And the same God who disciplines them has compassion on them. He sees them in their distress, and He raises up these leaders, these these judges. And it seems, by the way, that the only judge that we know that actually, you know, judged and gave laws and things like that was Deborah. Most of them were just military leaders, and they rescue God's people. And, And it's God's way of saying, I'm your God. I can save you. Trust me. And the really sad thing is is that they refuse. They refuse. And that suggests to me they made a deliberate choice. We are not going to serve God. And that's the real tragedy of Judges. It tells of this incredible downward spiral of God's people. And God God keeps being gracious and Time and again, they they sin and then God saves them and they sin and then God saves them. And and let's not think that God's a pushover because there are consequences. And God, um, in verses 19 from chapter 2 onwards, uh, God says, I'm going to leave these people in this land. It's not going to be easy for you guys to take this land, which I promised you anymore. God was testing them, seeing, will these guys actually trust me? Will they actually follow me? And we know God, God doesn't tempt us, but, but God does test us. And when he does, it's, it's about drawing us in and saying, will we trust him? And I guess in a way, even today, the fact that we're doing this online, the fact that we've, we've got uh, no church service happening, the fact that we've got this virus going throughout the world, yeah, I, I don't think it's God necessarily who's inflicting it at all on us. I think this world is is broken and messed up and not right. But, but I think God is using this evil, perhaps, if we let him, the same way that he used the evil people in the land to test Israel. He wants us to, he wants us to see will we trust him or not. Now, that's not saying let's all go out and, you know, give high fives and hug everyone on the street. That's not the kind of test that God is calling us for, I don't think. But he is testing us, you know, will we give in to fear? Will we give in to despair? Will we think that there is no hope? Or will we trust that God is good and that no matter what happens, he is for us? You know, and the sad thing is about judges, is that it ends with Israel failing the test. Not the end of the story, because you then get the beautiful, uh, eventually the, the King David coming and brand new promises and amazing stuff happening. And obviously Jesus comes out of this messed up, messy people. But But I think Judges wants us to ask, where do we stand when God tests us? What choices are we making? When I look at the story of Judges, I don't just see a people who need rescue time and time again. I see a people who need transformation, who need to be changed. They need to be brand new people. And uh, we all know, we all know what God has done for us. We know that, that he died on the cross for us to save us, not just from the peoples around us, but to actually save us from sin and death and then to send us to the people around us. You know what? Jesus died for every single person on this earth. Whoever lived and whoever will live. And yet, like all of Israel, humanity as a whole has said, actually, we will not serve you. We will not trust you. We will forsake you. We will let go of you and we will chase after the things of this world. We will serve the gods around us. Now, I think that reading judges and this this repeated cycle of failure and failure and and failure and grace and failure and grace and failure and grace and failure and grace, I think it's meant to make us stop and look at our own lives and go, where am I in all of this? I think it's meant to make us stop and go, where am I choosing to put my trust in God? I think the book of Judges is meant to make us stop and think, will I follow God or not? Will I trust him or not? Will I serve him or not? I think it's pointing us to what Paul says in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. And I'll just read the first two verses for you. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you that your will is good and pleasing. Lord, even in difficult times, you are good. Even in difficult times, you hear your people. Lord, I pray that you would be able to use this current crisis in the country as a test for us. I pray that you would use it as a test which would draw people back to you, that this would not be a time when people wander from you, but a time when people draw closer to you. Lord, I I pray that even as churches are going online and physical presence is is diminishing, that this would be a chance for people to want to know you better. Lord Jesus, thank you that you do love us. Lord, we're sorry for the ways that we have in the past that we have given in and followed the idols of this world. We don't want to be like the Israelites who refused you because we know how good you are and we want to trust you, Jesus, Jesus with every single part of who we are. Lord, we offer our lives to you because you are good. Amen. Okay, I'm going to invite Anna-Marie up the front to just finish the service up for us. Now, I realize we've had a little bit of cutting in and out today, um, especially during the singing. Uh, I just want to thank you guys all because this is this is brand new for us. We found out on Friday afternoon that we were going to have to go to online, and I really want to just... So it is incredible that, that uh, you guys have managed to come on and we've got this all together and it's, it's been so nice. It's been really fun to be able to interact with each other even though we are far apart. Uh, after the service, there will be morning tea in your own kitchen, so feel free to do that. <laughs> and maybe, you know what, if you're used to talking to someone, why don't you go and make yourself a cup of coffee, pick up your mobile phone, and phone somebody else from church so that you can chat over morning tea.